Day of the Triffids by John Wyandham Chapter 1 The End Begins When a day that you happen to know is Wednesday it starts off by Sunday like Sunday there's something seriously wrong somewhere and I felt that from the moment I woke and yet I started functioning a little more smartly I became doubtful after all the odds were that it was I who was wrong and not everyone else but I did see how though I did not see how that could be I went on waiting tinged with doubt but presently I had my first bite of objective evidence. A distant clock struck what sounded to me just like eight. I listened hard and suspiciously. Soon after another clock began on the hard decisive note. In the legendary fashion it gave an inscrutable eight. When then I knew things were awry. The way I came to miss the end of the world, well, the end of the world I had known for close on thirty years was sheer accident, like a lot of survival. When you come to think of it, nature things a good many somebodies, always in hospital, lower averages have picked on me to be one of them a week or so before. I might just as easily have been the week before that. In which case I not not be writing now and not be here at all. But chance played it not only I should be in a hospital that that particular time that my, my eyes and in my whole head should be wreathed in bandages. That's why I have to be grateful to whatever orders these averages. At the time, however, I was only peevish, wondering what in the thunder went on. For I had been in this place long enough to know that next to matron, the clock is almost a, is the most sacred thing in a hospital. Without a clock, the place simply doesn't couldn't work. Each second there's someone consulting it on births, deaths, doses, meals, lights, talking, working, sleeping, resting, visiting, dressing, washing, and hitherto. And it's creed that someone should begin to wash and tidy me up exactly three minutes after 7am. That was one of the best reasons I had for participating in a private room. In the public ward, the messy proceedings would have been place a whole unnecessary earlier hour, hour earlier. But here today clocks of varying reliability were connecting to strike eight in all directions. There's still no one has shown up. Much as I did like dislike the sponging process and the uses as it had been to suggest that a help of a guiding hand as far as the bathroom could eliminate it. Its failure to occur was highly discordating. Besides, it was normally a close forerunner of breakfast. I was feeling hungry. Probably would have been more agitated about it any morning, about it any morning. But today, this Wednesday, May eighth, was an occasion of particular private importance. I was totally anxious to all to get all the fuss and routine over, because this is the day they are going to take off my bandages. I groped around a fit to find a bell push and left it. I have a full five seconds clatter just to show that I was thinking of them what I was thinking of them. I was waiting for the pretty short tempered response that such appeal might ought to bring. I went on listening. 
The very before, at the day outside, I realised now I was standing even more wrong than I had thought. Noises made or failed to make were more like the Sunday than Sunday itself. I came around again, being absolutely sure that it was Wednesday, whatever else had happened to it. Where the founders of St. Marion's Hospital chose to erect this, their institution at a main road crossing upon a valuable office site, and thus exposed their patients' nerve to constant laceration, it's affordable. But I, I never pro- properly understood, but for the, those fortunate enough to be suffering from complaints of infected by wear and tear of continuous traffic, it did have the advantages that one could lie in bed and still not be out of touch, so to speak flow of life. Customary, the westbound buses thundered along, trying to beat the lights at the corner, as often as not pig squeal breaks, salvo shots from the silencer could, would tell that, that they hadn't. Then the release cross traffic would rev and roar as it started up the incline, and every now and then there would be an interlude, a good grinding bump followed by a general stoppage. You seemingly tantalizing to one of my condition, where the extent of the contentment, attempts had to be judged entirely by the degree of profanity resulting. Certainly, neither by day nor during most of the night was there any chance of a St. Mary patient being under the impression that the common round had started just because he personally was on the shelf for the moment. But his morning was different, disturbing, because mysteriously different. No wheels rumbled, no buses roared, no sound of a car or any kind, in fact, was to be heard. No brakes, no horns, not even chopping, clopping of the rare, few rare horses that still occasionally passed, but nor there would be at such an hour a compost tramp of warm work-bound feet. The more I listened, the queer it seemed, the less I cared for it. And what they reckoned to be ten minutes of careful listening, I heard five sets of shuffling, hesitating footsteps, three voices bawling intelligently in the distance. Distance, hysterical sobs of a woman. It's not the cooing of a pigeon, the chirp of a sparrow, nothing but a humming of wires in the wind. A nasty, empty feeling began to crawl up inside me. It was the same sensation I used, though sometimes as a child I got to fancying that horrors were lurking in the shadowy corners of the bedroom. I dared put a foot out for fear that something should reach from under the bed and grab my ankle. Then even reach for the switch, least the mo- least moment, should cause something to leap, leap at me. I had to fight down the feeling, just as I had when I was a kid, in the dark. It was no, it was no easier. It's surprising how much you don't grow out of when it comes to the test. Your mental fears were still marching along with me, waiting a chance of pretty nearly getting it, just because my eyes were bandaged and traffic had stopped. When I pulled myself together a bit, I tried a responsible approach. Why does traffic stop? Well, usually because the road is closed for repairs. Perfectly simple. Any time now we'd be along paramedic drills as much another touch of oral variety for long suffering patients. But the trouble was a responsible line was that it went further. 
who pointed out that there was not even distant hum of traffic, nor the whistle of a train, nor the hoot of a tugboat, just nothing. Two o'clock began chiming at quarter past eight. Temptation, take a peep, not even then, more than, not more than a peep, of course, just enough to get some idea of what on earth could be happening was immense. But I strained it. One thing, a peep, was far less simple matter than it sounded. It wasn't just a case of lifting blindfold, a lot of pads and bandages. But most important, I tried, scared to try. But a week's complete blindness couldn't, a lot of frightened, a lot of frightened you of out of taking chances with your sight. It was true they extended, intended to remove the bandages today, but it was done in a special dim light. It would allow them to stay off only the inspection of my light eyes were satisfactory. You don't know whether it would be. It might be that my sight was permanently impaired, or that I would not be able to see at all. I did not know yet. I swore and held hold of bell push again. It helped to relieve my help to relieve my feelings a bit. No one it seemed was interested in bells so that to get as much sore as worried. It's eliminated to be independent anyway. There's as little still poorer to pass. Have no one to depend on. My patience would have been down. Something I decided had got to be done about it. If they were brawling down the passage and general rays dreadfully raised hell, somebody ought to show up if only to tell me they what they thought of me. I turned back the sheet and got out of bed. Never seen them what room I was in. I had a fairly good idea of it by ear position at the door. It wasn't that easy to find. It seemed to be several puzzling and necessary objects. I got across that was because I stubbed toe and major damage, minor damage to my skin. I shoved out, shuffled out into the passage. Hey, I said, I've got some breakfast. I want some breakfast. Room 48. For a moment, nothing happened. There came voices all shouting together. Still like hundreds of them, not a word coming through clearly. It was done upon a record of crowd noises. The dispersed crowd at that, a nightmarish flash, wondering whether I had been transferred to a mental home while I was sleeping. This was not St. Marion's Hospital at all. The sound of those voices sleepily didn't sound normal to me. Closed the door hurriedly, label and groped my way back to bed. At that moment, bed seemed to be the one safe, comforting area thing in my whole bubbling environment. If it was underlined that, there came a sound which checked me in the act of pulling up the sheets, for the street below came a scream, wildly distraught and contagiously terrifying. It came three times, but it done dying away, it seemed still to tinge in the air. I shuddered, could feel the sweet sweat pick on my forehead. Under the bandages, I knew now that something fearful and horrible was happening. I could not stand my insulation helplessness any longer. I had to know what was going on around me. My hands went up to my bandages. Then, my fingers on the safety pins, I stopped. Suppose the treatment had not been successful. Suppose that when I took the bandages off, I was still fine. I could not, could not see. That would be what would be worse still. A hundred times worse. I'd have the courage to be alone and find out what it they would not save my sight. Even if they had, it would be safe to keep yet to keep my eyes uncovered. I dropped my hands and lay back. I was mad about myself and place. I did some silly, weak cursing.
So in a little while must must have passed before I got a proper hold on things again. But often a bit I found myself turning round my one more after a possible explanation. I did not find one. But I did become absolutely convinced that come all the paradoxes of hell it was Wednesday. The previous day had been notable. I could swear no one that a single night had passed since then. You're finding the records of that on Tuesday, May 7th, the earth orbit passed through a cloud of combat debris. You can even believe it if you if you like millions like millions did. Maybe it was so. I couldn't prove anything anyway any either way. No state to see what happened myself. But I do have my own ideas. Or and that I actually know the occasion is that I had to spend the evening in my bed listening to eyewitness accounts what was constantly claimed to be the most remarkable celestial spectacle on record and yet until that thing actually began no one had heard a word but it's a supposed comet those debris why they broadcast it considering that everyone could walk hobble be carried out was either out of doors or windows enjoying the greatest free fireworks display ever I don't know, but he did. It helped us profess to me, deal more heavily, what it meant to be sightless. I got around a feeling it was a treat if treatment had been not successful, I'd rather end the whole thing than go on that way. It was pitted in the news bulletins during the day. Mysterious bright green flashes had been seen California skies the previous night. However, such a lot of things have still happened in California that no one could be expected to get greatly worked up over that. As further reports came in, it's coming to breeze more fit. Made a pit its pits it it struck. Clouds arrived from all over the Pacific of the night, made brilliant by green meters said to be sometimes in such numerous showers, the whole sky appeared to be reeling about us. So so it was, when you come to think of it. As the night moved line moved westward and brilliance of display was no way decreased. Decreased. Occasional green flashes came visible even before the darkness fell. In answer, given account of phenomenon, six got news advised everyone. It's an amazing scene and not one to be missed. He mentioned also it seemed to be interfering seriously. Shortwave reception at long distance, but the medium waves on which they would be running country was unaffected as it present. At present was chosen. He need not have troubled the device. The way everyone in the hospital got excited about it, it seemed to me it was not the least likelihood of anyone missing it, except myself. And as the radio comments were not enough, the nurse who brought me supper had to tell me all about it. Sky simply is full of shooting stars, she said. All green, bright green. They make people's faces look frightfully ghastly. Everyone's out watching them, and sometimes it's almost as light as day. All, only all the wrong colour. Even every now and then there's a big one so bright it hurts to look at it. It's a marvellous sight. They say it's never been seen, it's been anything like it before. It's such a pity you can't see it, isn't it? It is, I agreed somewhat shortly. If we draw, if we draw back the curtains of the worlds, so you can see, so they can all see it, 
she went on. Running in hadn't those bandages. Jeez, you would have a wonderful view of it here from here. Oh, I said. But it must be better. It must be better to still outside, though. They say thousands of people out in the parks and the heath watching it at all. And along the flat roofs, you can see people standing and looking up. How long do you expect it to go on? I said, asked patiently. I don't know. They, they say it's not so bright now as it was in other places. Still, even if you had your bandages off today, I don't expect you have let you watch it. You have to take things gently at first. Some of the flashes are very bright. They, oh, why, oh, I cried. It's such a brilliant one, then. It made the whole room look green. What a pity you couldn't see it, isn't it, I agreed. Now go away. And do go away. There's a good girl. I tried listening on the radio, but it's making some oohs and ahs. Helped by, out by drenomentally tones. We blabbered about his magnificent spectacle, a neat phenomenon, until I began to feel that there was a party all the world going on, with me as the only person not invited. Didn't have any choice of entertainment. The hospital radio system gave only one program. Take a leave it. I found a bit I gathered. The show began to wane. The announcer advised everyone who had not yet seen it to hurry it up and do so. Regret all his, all his life that he missed that. Or regret all his life he had missed it. General Deer seemed to convince me of passing everything I'd born for. At the end, I got sick of it. Switched off. The last thing I heard this play was diminishing fast now. That we'd probably be out in the debris area in a few hours. There could be no doubt in my mind that all this would take place previous evening. But one thing, I should have been a great deal hungrier even than I had been. It's been so been long ago. But very well. What was this then? Had the whole hospital, the whole city made such a night of it? They had not pulled around yet, at which point I was interrupted. A chorus of clocks, near and far, announced, started announcing me dying. For the third time, I played hell the bell. As I lay waiting, I could hear a sort of murmur beyond the door. It seemed composed of whimpering, slivering, and shuffling, punctuated. I raised voice in the distance, and still no one came to see my room. Came to my room. The time was slipping back once more. The nasty, childish fancies were on me again. I found myself waiting for the unseeable door to open and horrible rings come padding, padding in. In fact, I wasn't perfectly sure that somebody or something else was already stealthily prowling around the room. Now that I'm given to the, the not that I'm given to that kind of thing, really. There's those damn bandages of my eyes and medley of voices that back, turned back to me down the corridor. They say it was getting the willies. Not once... And once you get them, they grow. Already you've passed the stage where you can shoo them up by whistling of singing at yourself. It came at last a street question. Was I more scared of danger in my sight or taking up bandages or staying in the dark with the willies growing, strong, growing every minute? If 
I had if I had been a day or two earlier, I wouldn't know what I had what I have done. Very likely the same in the end. This day I could at least tell myself. Well, hang it, hang it. There can't be a lot more harm. There could be, can't be a lot of harm if I use common sense. After bandages are due to come off today, I'll risk it. The one thing I put to my credit, I'm far enough gone to tear them off again. Why? Well, I haven't. It had been a day, if it had been a day or two earlier, I don't know what I've done. Very likely the same in the end, but this day, I could at least tell myself, well, hang on. Hang on, hang it. There can be, can be a lot of harm. If I use common sense, I'm the bandages are due to come off today, I'll risk it. The one thing I put to my credit, I wasn't far enough gone to tear them off morally. I had a sense of self-control to get out of my bed and pull the shade down before I started on safety pins. Once I had the coverings off and found not out I could see in the dimness, I felt a relief that I'd never known before. Never it's the first thing I did I was assuring myself that they were indeed not malicious people or things lurking around the bed where somewhere elsewhere on was a ship slip of a chair back under the door handle. I could I could indeed begin to get a little better grip on myself then. I made myself take a few hours gradually getting used to full daylight. The end of it I knew not uh, thanks to Swift. Was aid, followed by good doctoring. My eyes were as good as ever.